relationship that if you love the person that you express your love. Online family, do you agree? If you're in a relationship, it's important that you express verbally and physically your love for that person. Imagine a spouse saying, my spouse knows my heart. I don't need to be intimate with them. I don't need to hug them. I don't need to kiss my husband or wife. I don't need to hold their hand. Imagine a spouse saying that. I don't need to express my love because they know my heart. Imagine parents, you telling your child, I don't need to, to kiss you or to give you words of affirmation or encouragement. I don't need to hug you, son or daughter. I don't need to tell you about how proud I am of you because you know my heart. I don't need to do all that because you know how much I love you. How many of you know if you, if you truly love somebody, we have to go beyond they know our heart? I don't know about you, but you, there has to be some expressing, some touching, some, some verbal words that says, this is my heart, but let me show you what's in my heart. If that is true with our physical, natural relationships, this is also true with God. Someone once wrote, love without expression is like writing a letter and putting it in an envelope with no address on it. Now, for you 20-something, some of y'all may not know what an envelope is. So it's like writing an email with no email address on it. It's like writing a text message with no phone number for it to go to. It does nobody no good. No matter how well written and inspiring the letter may be, if it has no address on it, it's not going anywhere. And love must have an address. Our love for God must have an address. And the way you put an address on it is by expressing both physically and verbally in our praise and our worship to our Savior. This subject, the subject of this entire month has been rising to new levels in life. And the subject has been this entire month, faith. And can I tell you that when you express your worship, both physically and verbally, that your faith will rise to a new level. And I want to encourage you. I know this sounds weird, but I, I, I see the statistics. We are going into, we're living in a day and age where the present generations are becoming more biblically illiterate and more worldly in spite of being Christian. And I want to encourage you, if you have never done so, never done so, if you've never clapped your hands, if you've never sang a song as we sing here, if you never cried that let this be the year in 2021 where we put an address on our love to God and we express it. 
and rise to a new level. Now, at the same token, maybe you have at one time, one point, some, some era in your life, you were expressive in your love for God. But now your worship has gotten dusty. It's grown cold and we've become like those examples. God knows my heart. I don't need to do all that. I want to encourage you, get back to worshiping him. Get back to expressing, to singing, to shouting, to clapping your hands, to lifting your hands. Online family, that includes you. Some of you have watching. It's been months. It's been weeks since you've actually engaged God in worship. Singing, clapping your hands. In our text here, Luke chapter 17, verse 17 through 19, I'm just going to paraphrase. You had 10 men that had a flesh-eating disease called leprosy. It was the HIV of their time. It was the Ebola virus of their time. It was a death sentence. And yet we see Jesus perform a miracle. And out of those 10, only one comes back and expresses not, Jesus knows what's in my heart. I don't need to do all that. Expresses his praise for the miracle that Jesus gave him. And in return, got a little something extra. And we see that his faith was elevated. The expression of his worship, both verbally and physically, elevated his faith. And I want to give you three reasons. Three scriptural reasons. I mean, I mean, if you're in a church, everything should be scriptural, right? <laughs> You'd be surprised. I want to give you three reasons why it's so important that if you call yourself a Christian, why it's so important that you are being expressive in your worship. Number one, it is biblical. If you're not taking notes, I encourage you, online family or in-person family, take notes. Expressing oneself in worship is biblical. Expressing yourself both verbally and physically is not a denominational thing. We think, oh, singing, shouting, dancing, that's, that's the Pentecostals. That's the Charismatics. That's the Church of God in Christ and Christ in God in church. And, and that, 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 that's Assemblies of God. That's not us. Praise and worship, sometimes we think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a race thing. Oh, of course, praise and worship, expressing yourself, only black people and Latino people do that. You know, you give Latinos, Latinos don't even need a bar or a club, just give them a, a front yard, an 18-pack of beer, and they'll dance anywhere. Pray, expressive Praise and worship, both verbally and physically, that's a Latino thing. That's a people of, uh, people of color thing. And sometimes people believe expressive praise and worship is a gender thing. Oh, of course women raise their hands. They don't have trouble expressing themselves. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man. I don't, I don't cry. I don't lift my hands unless it's for the popo. <laughs> I, I, I don't need, it don't take all that. God knows my heart. <clears throat> Can I remind you 
you don't believe me, don't take my word. Second Samuel, specifically chapter 6, you had David, David who killed a lion and a bear. I don't know any teenagers. I know teenagers, that all they do is play video games. But I don't know any teenager that killed a lion and a bear, and David killed a lion and a bear. David, as a teenager, killed a giant. David would grow up to be an adult and become a great warrior and was known for his great victories. David was a man's man. David was tough. And yet there was a time in David's life where he began to praise God. And he was dancing and expressing himself verbally and physically so much that his wife, the Bible says, got disgusted with his praise and worship. And he turned around at her and he said, woman, if you think that's disgusting, hold up. He didn't say hold my beer, but he said hold up. And he began to praise God even more radically. He said, I don't care if I look foolish in front of you. It's my God you're talking about. I'll praise him and I'll look foolish and I can care less what people think of you because everything that he has done and brought me out and brought me into it wasn't you that enabled me to fight Goliath and kill him it wasn't you that enabled me to kill the lion and the bear it was God and God alone and how many of y'all know we shouldn't fear what people are gonna think praise expressive praise I know it's funny that I have to say that but you, you, I'm trying to be very clear because a lot of times I believe we're, we're losing that expression. That expression to physically and verbally engage God. It's not a Latino thing. It's not a black thing. It's not a woman thing. It's not a charismatic, automatic, Pentecostal thing. It's a Bible thing. And it's God's love language. There's, there, there's a book entitled The Five Love Languages, and I'm just going to sum summarize, but the whole point of the, the book is find what love language your wife or your husband speaks. Your, your wife, you may be buying your wife gifts after gifts, and, and you wonder why she's not opening up to you and she seems distant, and, and because maybe her love language is not gifts, but she, you're so busy buying her gifts and working and working that you don't spend time with her. And what she wants is not a new purse or a new watch, but she wants your time. She wants physical touch and physical affection. And because you're not speaking her love language, you're speaking totally two different languages. And understand that, that we don't, yes, God knows our heart, but God gives us, he, he's telling us how, what his love language is. His love language is a hallelujah, a thank you, Jesus. His love language is clapping your hands and a, and, and a dancing and raising your hands. Expressive praise and worship is biblical. Psalms 47 verse 1. Come everyone, clap your hands. Shout to God with a joyful praise. Notice, let's say you got to sing, know how to sing, that you had to keep a certain key. God says, even if you can't sing to save your life, God says, it is music to my ears when my son and daughter begin to open their mouth and praise me. <laughs> Psalms 47 verse 6, it says, sing praises to God. Sing. Not I mean, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with commenting, 
But I hope we go beyond just commenting and singing and being engaged. Nothing wrong with coming to church, but how many of y'all know we shouldn't just come to church? We ought to be engaged with God, and we ought to sing and sing and sing the praises to him. Psalms 150 verse 1 says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Are you in the mortuary or in the sanctuary here today? Are you in the bar or the sanctuary here today? Are you, are, are, are you at the football field or God's playing field? Are you in the sanctuary here today? Notice what it says. Praise God in his sanctuary. And if you're watching at home, you're not exempt from this because you are the church. And if you're, you are the church, then you can have church right there where you're at. And you can raise your hands and you can engage God physically and verbally. Psalm 63 verse 4, thus I will bless you while I live. When I get to heaven, I will praise God at the pearly gates. Jesus said, when I walked this earth, you didn't spend time with me. I walked this earth and you didn't worship me. He's talking about the 33 years that he was physically on this earth, and yet Israel did not appreciate what they had. And we, as Christians, when you give your life to God, we don't have 33 years with with Christ, we have eternity, and every day is an opportunity. We don't have to praise God. We get to praise God. Every day, we can verbally express. Now, I will say, I, can, I just read you all these scriptures, and I know some of you here that are listening or watching online will still say, it don't take all that. Or that it is not in me to be like that, to lift my hands or to clap. But I beg to differ. And I want to tell you that you're more of a praiser than what you think. And that there is a potential, but in order for that potential to be maximized, there has to be some action. Let, let me show you a video clip that you probably have no problem being a good praiser or worshiper. Let's show that video clip. my deal that's the night he got a DWI <laughs> guys let's, let's just be honest how many of y'all ever done something like that raise your hand have you ever done something like that how many of y'all know there's nothing wrong with the gold spurs there's nothing wrong with the gold spurs online audience there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with expressing why do, why do we express our cheers because they're champions. 
Why do we express our loyalty? Because of the experience the Spurs have given us. And it's funny how we have no problem doing that. But then we're engaged online. Or we come to church and we, we look, let's show that photo, we look like this in our praise and worship. I see y'all post those things. My spirit animal is a tiger. Some of y'all, this is your spirit animal in praise and worship. <laughs> but how many of y'all know if we can get radical for the Spurs or the Cowboys, and it should be much more for the Jesus who didn't carry a pigskin but gave his skin, whose, whose blood was shed on a cross called Calvary 2,000 years ago. How much more can we clap our hands? Can we shout? Can we move? Can we, can we dance? I hope I'm making sense of somebody in this place. But then we... It don't take all that my mittens I'm not gonna sing God deserves the glory and our praise and I want to encourage you get out of your comfort zone the Bible says that the lepers hung around with themselves misery loves company we like to hang around with people who are fearful or unexpressive in our praise and worship, but that's not how you grow. You grow when you break away from all those and begin to do stuff you've never done before. Expressing your worship directs your fear in the right direction. Luke chapter 17, verse 15 through 16. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, notice, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet. Guys, some of y'all, you're wondering, that, that, that sounds crazy, but if, if, you, if your life, his leprosy was a flesh-eating disease. His flesh was rotting to the bone. He had arms falling off, toes falling off, stuff was falling apart. And, and, and God restored them. And, and when God does something, you can't help but not care what people think. You can't help but want to express that. And, and, and let me ask you, God, stuff was falling apart in your life. And, and, and God held you together when everything outwardly was falling apart. But you still won't clap your hands. You still won't engage God in singing. We still stand there like we're all important and all that in a bag of chips. He had leprosy. And God restored his skin. The toes that fell off, he got them back. The arm that fell off, he got his arm back. The skin that came off his face, he got it back. What was stinking and rotten was now sweet and smelling good. He got his job back. He got his dating life back. He got his dancing legs back. 
And some of you had, you had lives that were stinking and rotting with addiction and with sin and with so many other things going on, and God restored and made it smelling sweet, and you still won't give him a clap offering. You still won't lift up your voice and sing along with a choir. You still are hardening your heart. Guys, I, under, I, I can relate to you more than I can for those of you who do not like to clap. And who think that expressive praise and worship is, is, is emotion or it's, it's people who are charismatic or denominational. For I, I'll never forget, God convicted me and I had to repent because I was already serving God maybe two years, three years. And I had never really lifted my hands in, in, in praise and worship. And when the Holy Spirit would convict me and just touch me. When I was at the altar or just began to do something in my heart, I would hold back my tears. And I didn't want to show that I was crying. And I'll never forget the Holy Spirit said, you know, before you got saved, you're at the club every Wednesday. Club Tsunami. <laughs> Joe's Volcanoes. And you acted a fool. And you didn't care what anybody thought. I love music, guys. I, I just don't love dance music. I love heavy metal music. And, 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 and God even brought up, you know, you went to the Slipknot concert, <laughs> the Pantera concert. You got in the mosh pit. You got a black eye. You headbutted somebody. And you didn't care anything about what anybody thought. And then he brought up 1999. You know what happened in 1999? The Spurs won a championship. And I, you know what your pastor did? He went downtown. And I'll never forget the traffic came to a standstill on the highway. And I put my car in park and I ran down the highway. Screaming to, at the top of my lungs, go Spurs. And God says, you won't even lift your hands. You hold back your tears. See, to fear, look at the word fear. It means to reverence. And to, it means to show honor. And sometimes we reverence and honor people's opinions. We care more about what people think. What are people going to say if I lift my hands? What are going to people say if I sound ugly when I sing? What are people going to say if I stand up? Or what are people going to say if, if, I, if I start to move, I actually start to show like I'm alive in a church service? What are people going to think? Can I you know what I did? I had to apologize to God. And I said, God, I'm sorry for the times I feared more about what people thought than what you thought. I, I, I for, I'm sorry, God, for, for being such a fearful of people rather than reverencing and honoring you by expressing my praise vocally and physically. The disciples, when, when Jesus told them to go to the other side in the book of Mark, the Bible said a storm hit. You've all heard the story. Some of you may have not. But as soon as the storm hit, the Bible said they became filled with fear. Whatever you reverence, you're going to worship. 
And then when Jesus rebuked the storm and brought a great calm, the Bible says, then they began to fear Jesus. So now we're talking. Now they started to reverence and to honor the right person. They should have not been fearful of the storm, but they should have feared the one who had the power to rebuke the storm. Don't fear people's opinions. Don't fear the storms of people's opinions. What are they going to say? What are they going to think? Fear the one who rebuked your storm, who healed you when you were sick, who forgave you when there was sin, who broke the addiction. Expressing your worship will get you extra. I strongly believe that, that, that worship and praise is not just God's love language, but I believe that worship is a weapon. Online family, do you, do you agree that worship is a weapon? Luke chapter 17, verse 17 through 19. Remember, Jesus healed 10 men. But only one came back. Notice Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give the glory to God except this foreigner, except this one? And notice the one who came back got a little something extra. He said, man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. And in the original translation, it it healed is delivered. Something, there's something extra that this man got. See, the other nine got an outward blessing, but this man got something that went way beyond the outward and just leprosy. He got delivered in his heart when he began to praise, when he began to express. I, I want to tell you that there is something extra that happens that you will get when you clap your hands that somebody who don't clap their hands gets that there's something extra that someone receives from the lord who opens their mouth and sings that someone who closes their mouth and says nothing gets there's something extra that someone who don't care what people think and raises their voice and shouts and praises God in the sanctuary that somebody who just sits there and does nothing with their praise gets I want to tell you that you get something extra I want to tell you that sick bodies get healed I want to tell you that legal situations turn get turned in your favor I want to tell you that family members can get healed I want to tell you that addictions can get broken I want to tell you that those that are spiritually and confused and bound by darkness come out into the light when they begin to lift their hands and when they begin something as simple as a shout something as simple as a hallelujah something as simple as a lifting of hands can change the situation that you are in let me ask this question to you do you want to rise to a new level in faith in 2021 or is 2021 gonna be a repeat of 2020 of 2019 of 2018 but for those of you who are ready to break the mold and break the cycle and give God a praise I want you to just to lift your voice right there in the living room 
right there in the hospital, right there in the car, right there at your desktop, and give God the glory and the worship because He deserves it. Because sick bodies can be healed, addictions can be broken. You've come to get extra. You remain standing. I'm not through yet. Some of you are like, if we clap more and sing louder, he will finish. Tengo hambre, Pastor. I can praise him for my mama Margie's. Let my people go. And here's why worship is a weapon because worship and praise is not only thanking God for what he's done and we need to do that has God done anything for you if God has not done nothing for you sit down I said if God hasn't done anything for you sit down and be quiet and stay there but if God has done something for you if there's been some sins if there's been some sicknesses if there's been through some trials some divorces some issues then give God the praise like you can with everything that is in you but worship reminds you who God is It reminds you when you're sick that he's still a healer. It reminds you that those who have passed from this earth, and if they believed in Christ, to, to be absent from the earth is to be present with God. It's just the start of their life. It reminds us that we should not fear nothing, not death, not a sickness, because we are the blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled children and army of God. And if God before me, there is nothing that can stand against me. It reminds you of who God is. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. But notice, he never said you are healed. Now go show yourself to the priest. Don't say that. See, it is biblical tradition, read the book of Leviticus, that if somebody with leprosy, a flesh-eating disease, before, if they were healed, before they could re-enter into society, they had to show themselves to the priests. Because you could fake miracles back then. But how many of you know you can't fake leprosy? If your arm fell off and <laughs> now you get a new arm, can't fake that. But he said, go, go show yourself to the priest. He didn't say you were healed. But you know what happened as these men with leprosy took off at Jesus' word? They had their fingers falling off and arm hanging off and they stunk. They said, you know what Jesus said? Go show ourselves to the priest. I just lost another toe. I'm bleeding out. Look at those people. They're making fun of me. They're laughing at us. I don't think we're going to make it to this priest. But the Bible says as they went, they begin, their fingers started coming back. The skin started growing back. The legs started growing back. The, the facial skin started to grow back. 
They didn't wait for Jesus to move. They moved and then they saw Jesus act. And sometimes we got to be like those lepers in our faith. Sometimes we're saying, God, if, 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 you'll, if you'll give me a new man that's Christian and has a booty and abs, then I'll praise you. God, when you heal, heal my loved one that's in the hospital, then I'll praise you. God, if everything goes my way, then I'll praise you. God, I'm waiting for you to move so I can praise you. And God is saying while you're waiting for him to move, he's waiting for you to act and give him the glory. Give him the praise in the midst of your sickness, in the midst of your addiction, in the midst of your confusion. But one of them broke tradition. One out of those ten saw himself getting healed. And he said, the heck with the priest. I'm going to go show myself to Jesus. And I'm going to praise him. I'm going to express my praise. If you are going to rise to a new level in your faith, you must be willing to break tradition. I didn't say truth. Truth is timeless. Tradition has an expiration date. And if your tradition, how you were raised, what you were taught, whether it's machismo or whether it's a denomination that says, no, you should not be, there shouldn't be no instruments and there should be no singing, then you need to break that tradition today and begin to worship God. And how many of you know we can start today? I don't know, Sister Debbie, can you sing a song real quick? Let's give God what He wants. Let's, let, let's give God, let's speak God's love language here today. And if you know what, if there's something, there's a need, an area in your life, a loved one who's sick, a son or daughter, who's lost, lost in drugs, lost in Satanism, who knows what they're in, confused, then let your worship be your weapon here today. Let your worship be your weapon right there today. I want you to sing whatever as the Spirit leads. And let's just worship God. Online audience right there where you're at. Just raise your hands. Come on, speak to Him. Speak to God. Stuff's falling apart. Worship. Your glory, God, is what Stuff stinks. Worship. To be overcome by Quarantine. Worship. Raise your hand. Surrender the situation. Surrender the worry. Surrender the fear. Surrender your situation. He's still a healer. 
He's still a forgiver. He still loves you. give you before we conclude and we're not going to conclude shortly because we have some other things for you but I want to give you the most important opportunity that you will ever get in life and that's the opportunity to receive Christ into your life see some believe go stand up and go your faith has healed you in other words he received salvation he the other people got a miracle and that was temporary but what he got was eternal and, and we live in a day and age where people are so caught up with the blessings but don't want to give their life to the blesser and, and, and want to give want to worship creation rather than creator but I want to give you an opportunity here to, to receive something that is not temporary but something that is eternal and that is salvation that is Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you're watching online if you want to receive Christ, you've never done so. If you've done so before, rededicate your life. But if you've never done so before, I want you to comment, I want to receive Christ. Let's break, let's break the mold. Let's get out of our comfort zone of, and let's receive. And if you're here today, if you want to receive Christ at the count of three, I want you to raise your hands. One, two, three. I want everybody to repeat this prayer with me. Someone say, God, I receive you into my heart as Lord and Savior. Change me. Mold me. Use me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap. The Bible says that when one sinner gives their life to God, that there's a party in heaven. There was more than one person that gave their life to God. Can we, can we mirror what's going on in heaven and mirror it here on earth by giving God the praise and say, God, we thank you that, that we just didn't have church service, but we had church. We were the church. We praised you. We worshiped you. And souls were saved. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap.